Membeis Amad Aleph, about 40% of the way down at the beginning of the new parak, the eighth parak, Mashuach Melchama. So the eighth parak and the ninth parak are the um, last two things on the original list that we had at the beginning of the seventh parak of issues that have to be done only in Lashon HaKadosh. Um, interesting, they're switched around. The order in the Mishnah was the Egla Arufa and then the Mashuach Melchama, uh, whereas in the order of the Prokim here, it's uh, first, uh, the eighth parak talks about Mashuach Melchama, and then when we get to the ninth parak, that's the parak that talks about Egla Rufa. Says the Mishnah, Mashuach Melchama, there was a special Kohen who was um, uh, anointed or appointed to lead the Jewish people out to war when they went into war. When he's speaking to the nation, to the people, his talk was in Lashon in Hebrew, Shneemar. The Pasuk says, and what we're going to do is we're going to darshan the Pesukim from Dvarim, uh, chapter 20. Um, a number of those Pesukim, we're going to go through them here. I'll underline each time we uh, get to one of the phrases in this Mishnah. So uh, I underlined here, this almost this whole line. And it shall be, says the Torah, when you all come uh, to uh, the, come close to the war, and the Kohen shall draw near. Who's that referring to? Zekayin. This is the guy, the Kohen Mashuach Milchama. He was anointed specifically to lead the Jewish people out to war. Three words now underlined. V'diber ela'am. He'll speak to the people. And f- somehow from that phrase, we get Beloshan HaKadosh, that it should be in uh, Lashon HaKadosh, only Lashon HaKadosh. And we'll see how in the Gemara. Kama. Here's um, another puzzle that he says to the uh, Jewish people. Uh, underlined this whole line. V'amar alehem shma Yisroel, etc. Um, al oivechem. I underline those two words also. So it's a uh, Pasuk Gimel is, and he should say to the Jewish people, Shema Yisrael, uh, listen here, O Israel, um, uh, your enemies. You're basically going out against your enemies. And, and here was the point. You're not having some sort of uh, internal war, uh, brother against brother. Lo Yehud, it's not Yehuda versus Shimon and not Shimon versus Binyamin. She'im tipal be'yadam, in general, if uh, one of you would fall to uh, another one of you, Yerachmu uh, Aleichem, you'd have compassion on you, Kamash and Emar, like the Pasuk says. This is a time where uh, there might have been some internal strife. Vayakumu Hanashim, Asher Nikvu BeShemois. There was a Pekach Ben Ramalia who fought with King Ahaz. Psukim here from Divrei Hayamim at the end of Divrei Hayamim Beis. And uh, there were a bunch of captives that were taken from the Bnei Yehuda, and uh, essentially uh, the people who held the captives were told to treat them properly. Uh, so the uh, men who had been mentioned by name, and they took hold of the captives, and these are uh, from Yehuda. And all those who were arum, who were unclothed, they clothed them from the booty, and they gave them uh, other clothes, and shoes, gave them food, gave them to drink, and uh, uh, oil to anoint, and they actually mounted them up on, uh, on donkeys, anyone who would uh, not be able to walk or would trip, and 
and they uh, returned them to Jericho, the city of uh, Dates, Eitzelachem, where their uh, brother, the uh, Yehuda brothers were, Vayashuvu, Shomron, and then they went back to Samaria. Bottom line, says the Kohen to the Jewish people going out to war against the Gayim, you're not fighting against yourselves. Al holchem, you're going against your enemies. Shein tiplu biyadim, if you fall to them, ain't merachmin aleichem, they ain't going to have no compassion and mercy on you, and just remember that when you are fighting them. Something that would have been uh, quite helpful for Jewish people nowadays to keep in mind. Al yeirach levavchem, al tirau val techbezu. Uh, let not your uh, hearts become... We're going to darshan this passage. I didn't underline it yet, but we're going to darshan it phrase by phrase. Let not your hearts become faint. Don't be afraid. Don't panic. So here we go. Underline, we're going to darshan. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, about five different phrases from that passage. So al-yirach levavchem. What's that referring to? Uh, why would their hearts get like uh, softened? Mibnei tzala susim Because of the... The enormous noise of the horses and the flashing of the swords, the altirau, I underline that, don't be afraid. What would they be afraid of possibly? Maybe they hagafas tracing, the crashing, they would smash their shields uh, one against the other, causing huge amounts of noise and terrifying possibly their enemy. And also the shifas ha kalgasin, the uh, trampling of the uh, soldiers, the the uh, hundreds or thousands of soldiers coming in at the same time. Al techbezu, I underline al techbezu, mikol kranais, from the horns that they blow, um, which could also be terrifying. And finally, al tartsu, I underline that, don't be, don't be broken, don't be like smashed. Mimnei, called savachos, the uh, the screaming, uh, thousands of attacking soldiers screaming can be quite uh, scary. Finally, I underline this passage, ki Hashem, for Hashem, your God is going with you, is literally like traveling with you. Remember, the Gayim are coming with the strength of human flesh and blood, meaning like physical strength. You Jewish people, you're coming with the potential victoriousness of the um, Hashem himself. By the way, Plishtim, I double underline Plishtim. What did they come with? What, what did they try to fight the Jewish people with? They tried to come with the victoriousness or potential victoriousness of Goliath. What happened in the end? He fell by the sword, and they fell along with him. Similarly, I double underline the Bnei Bo, they came. Another uh, story that we have in the Tanakh. He was their uh, uh, chief of general staff or main general. What has his end? He fell by the sword of and they fell with him. I put an arrow in the margin. We're going to refer uh, back to this at the uh, end of today's year. And y'all, you ain't like that. Rather, and I underline this whole line till the end of the line, uh, that's the uh, pasuk. I underline the word holech and put an extra underline under the word holech. For Hashem, your God, He goes with you all to war, to fight for you all. Zeh, what's it referring to? The holech that Hashem goes? What do you mean Hashem goes? Uh, that's referring to the machne ha'aron, that the Aaron Kodesh would actually go out to battle with them. That's the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, my Kamar. 
Um, where, where do we see Lashon HaKadosh? It said something, Diberalaam speak to the people. That somehow indicates that it should be in Lashon HaKadosh. Hachikamar. So what we mean to say is that there's a Gzei Roshava. Shneemar says, V'diber, V'lahalanu Oimer, and elsewhere it says, uh, Moshe Yidaber, I squiggle underline the word Yidaber, V'elikim, Yanenu Bekayu, Moses would speak, the Lord would respond with a voice. Malahalan, just like over there, it was definitely Lashon HaKadosh, Afkan, so to hear by the Kohen's speech, uh, leading the Jewish people out to war, it was Balashna Kaidish. Tanu Rabbanan, more being a it goes for one line. Pasuk says, um, in Dvarim, uh, chapter 20, Pasuk Beis, Venigasha Kain Vidiberalaam. The Kohen uh, comes forth and speaks to the people, Yachal, I might think, I squiggle on the word Yachal, Kol Kayin Shirzo, whichever Kohen wants can do that. No, no, no. Tamud Laimar, it says later in Pasuk, Hey, Vidibru Hashaitrim. And the shaitrim would also speak. Now, the shaitrim, you can't just decide you want to be a shaitrim. Ma shaitrim bimemuna, they have to be appointed. Af kohen, this particular kohen has to be bimemuna, has to be, he can't nominate himself, he has to be appointed by the authorities. Okay. Well, why not just say that this kohen is the kohen gadol? They're kohen gadol? Uh, question mark. Well, no, because the kohen in this uh, instance has to be similar to the shoter, dumya de shoter. Ma the shoter, sheishemun al gabav, the shoter has somebody on top of him as far as authority, af the kohen has to be somebody, sheishemun al gabav, that has someone on top of him, a higher authority, higher human authority. Well, doesn't the kohen gadol still have someone on top of him, though? Kohen gadol nami haika, melech al gabav, you have the king who's the ultimate authority. Well, no, we're not talking about an authority like theoretically who's on top of it. We're talking about somebody in his type of work, in his line of work, Ka'amar. So we pick the Kohen, who's a special Kohen, Mashuach Milchamu, who has the Kohen Gadol on top of him. They're both in the same line of work of being Kohanim. Okay, well, why not just choose the vice Kohen Gadol? Don't we have this concept of Ema Sagan, that the Sagan who is chosen to, let's say, be on call in case something happens, the Kohen Gadol becomes Tameh and the Sagan will take over. Why not say the Sagan leads the Jewish people out to war? So we answer, no, the Sagan, Lav Memunahu. The Sagan is not really appointed, meaning he's not appointed for anything other than a specific purpose. Desanya, as we see in the following, Brisa. Brisa goes for one line till the two dots. Amrab Chanina, Sagana Kaihanim, and... He should know, uh, it's actually his name, Lama Lema Sagan Memuna, uh, for what purpose is the Sagan, the vice Kohen Gadol, appointed? Shim Ira Baipsulba Kohen Gadol, that if something happens to the Kohen Gadol, namely he becomes like Tame and he can't do the Avoda, that the Sagan will uh, be a temporary replacement for the Kohen Gadol. That, and only that, was his unique uh, status. Let's a uh, very um, common phrase in Judaism. Usually it's referring to like the Holy Shema that we say twice a day. Why did um, he start his speech with that uh, phrase, Shema Yisrael? Um, I actually underline this entire line because I think it's fantastic. Essentially what the Kohen was trying to give over to the people who were going to go out to war, the soldiers, Amr Lehem HaKadosh Baruch Yisrael, the Lord was saying with the following message to the Jewish people, even if you haven't really fulfilled everything, but you have fulfilled, he said Shema in the morning, said Shema in the evening, you will not be given over into the hands of the enemy. 
The uh, Kohen uh, Mashul Pachama continued with his speech and said, Al Yirach Levavchem, Al Tiru, quoting the Pasuk, let not your hearts grow soft, don't, don't be afraid. Tanu Rabbanon. You have a Brisa that goes till the fifth line on Amud Beis. Um, Pa'amayim. Twice there was this major pep talk uh, by, from the Komishul Muhammad to the soldiers. Pa'amayim, twice Medaber Imam, did he speak with him? Colon, Achas Sefar, once on the border. So the, the border would be, uh, they were uh, going into a battle, they were going to be fighting an enemy who was um, probably on their border, but not in their border. So in their territory, while still in Eretz Yisrael, they'd have one speech, that they would be given, Ve'achas and one Right, I guess at the beginning of war, at the site of war, when when the enemy was, uh, when they were right about to attack, comma bisfarma who bisfar at the border, the first speech. What would the Kohen Mashul Milchama say to the people? He would say shimu divrei ma'archei milchama v'chizru. Listen to the words of the ma'archei uh, milchama, the the regiments, the arrangements of war, and go back. That's where he says anyone who had. Uh, Built a new house in the past year, planted a vineyard, got married. Anyone who's afraid, go back. Then, when he had his core army soldiers and they were right about to go into war, what would he say? The following. Really, four issues that he would bring out to emphasize to the soldiers about to go into battle. Al Yirach Levavchem, Al Yirach, number one, Al Yirach Levavchem, number two, Al Tiru, number three, Al Techbezu, number four, Al Tarutsu. Those four, uh, don't let your hearts grow soft, don't be afraid, don't be terrified, don't be. Uh, now, Tarutsu is like from the word Na'aritzacha that we say in uh, uh, Kaddish, Kedusha, on uh, Shabbos, Na'aritzacha, like to be uh, glorified or, uh, or impressed. Don't, don't, don't be impressed with them. And the reason why these four points were uh, emphasized, it corresponded to the four main types of psychological warfare that the Gentiles would use against the Jews. They would bang their uh, shields against each other. They would blow the horns, they would scream, they would trample, and each one of these was connected one of those. The mission continued to said uh, regarding the Plishtim. The Plishtim came with the uh, potential victory of Goliath. And now we have uh, a bit of drushes about Goliath. Uh, Goliath. I'm a Rabbi Yochanan. I circled Rabbi Yochanan. I put a number one in the margin. A lot of these drushes are going to be brought to us by Rabbi Yochanan, so I figured it would make sense to note his name. Five lines down, first word on the line is Hazed, and it says, I'm Rabbi Yochanan. I circled Rabbi Yochanan, put a number two in the margin. About eight lines later, first term on the line is Rabbi Yochanan. I circled Rabbi Yochanan, put a number three in the margin. Uh, one line later is Rabbi Yochanan. I circled Rabbi Yochanan, I put a number four in the margin. And about five lines later, first word on line is Kebinyan. I underline the Rabbi Yochanan there and put number five in the margin. So we have a number of drushes. Here we go. Number one, Goliath or Goliath. Says Rabbi Yochanan, the name Goliath, Shamda Begilui Panim, he stood with a certain uh, brazenness, chutzpah, uh, before the Lord. Shneemar. Uh, like uh, the Pasuk says regarding the story, he says to the, you got the uh, battle lines drawn, you have the plishtim on one uh, side, you have the Jews on the other, and uh, Goliath says, Brulachem ish vayered a lie. Choose for y'all, a man, let him come down and we's going to fight. Now, who's he referring to when he said, Ish ve'in ish, Allah, 
None other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shana Emar, like the Pasuk sometimes refers to Hashem as an Ish, when it says, Hashem, Ish, Milchama. There you go. It refers to Hashem as an Ish, and even in the context of Milchama. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so Hashem said, Ha, 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 Mapilo al Yad Ben Ish. I will fell him. I will um, make him go away via a Ben Ish. And Emar, like the Pasuk refers to, none other than David, as David, Ben Ish. Efrati Hazet. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. I circled Rabbi Yochanan's name. Second drush of his, Mishum Rabbi Meir. There's three places that we have recorded where um, that Russia's mouth uh, tripped him up. Uh, he basically misspoke in a way that uh, portended his uh, imminent downfall. Number one, Echad, I underline Echad, when he says to them, Berulachem. Ish vayered Eli. Now, he should have said, let him fight with me. When he says, and he will come down almost upon me, uh, that's not a good thing, because that sounds like this guy who you choose is going to be victorious over me. That's the first place. Ve'idach, underline that ve'idach, number two, a second place. When he says, im yuchali lachem iti ve'hikani. Um... Let's see if he can fight and smite me. Now, you can say, let's see if he can fight, but don't even mention he can smite me because that's Tiftach Pelasatan. And finally, I underline the word Idach, a third uh, place, to Kamarle Le David, where he says to David, Hakelev Anoichi, am I a dog? Again, a lie. I underline the word a lie. You're coming with a stick and uh, you're going to beat me. And yeah, he was basically beaten like a dog. Period. Now, one second, the word a lie we darshan twice as being uh, a bad thing to say because it uh, shows that uh, could be the future won't be so good. Well, David also used that term. David nami amarle. Didn't David also say back to Goliath, ataba a lie, I underline the word a lie. You come uh, at me uh, with a cherev, a chanis, a kidon, you come with a sword and a spear and a javelin. So uh, didn't David also use that term? Well, he did, however, David went on to qualify what he meant. David Hadar Amarle, uh, David continued and said, Hashem He said, I come against you with the name of the Lord of hosts, Yisrael, the powerful deity who of the uh, of the uh, arrangements of the Jewish people, Asher, Rafta, that you ridiculed, that you cursed. Period. Hashkem ve'erev. Sorry, Goliath. Goliath would get there in the morning, get there in the evening. What's this? In the morning and the evening. So Goliath was on to something. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, we can circle this name. What do the Jewish people do? And what do we actually say on Amad Aleph? Was if only they did just that. It's actually Kriyashma Shachar's Varvis, and that was Goliath's intention. He wanted to cause the Jewish people to have to be Mavatel, Kriyashma Shachar's Varvis. And we were there for 40 days. Interesting, 40 days. Um, What's with the 40 days? Well, it was Keneged Arbaim Yoim Shinitna Bahen Taira. The Jewish people accepted, so to speak, Torah on Mount Sinai on the 6th of uh, Sivan, but then it was 40 day, only 40 days later that they Moses came down. Um, and that gave Goliath the koach, so to speak, to stand against the Jewish people for those 40 days. Um, Vayetze ish, um, ha, 
It describes Goliath as a Isha Beinayim, uh, coming forth from the uh, Palestinian camps. My Beinayim, how do we understand that? Well, uh, we'll have four Pshatim, Amarava, and Rav's name. The Beinayim is from the word similar to Mivune, Shemuvune Mikol Mom. He was, he was built up uh, in such a way that he was totally blemish. Free. He was like the perfect specimen of male human physicality. Ushmuel, I know, Shmuel Amar, uh, he was just uh, average of uh, amongst his brothers. That's the Isha um, like between, average. Debe Reb Shila, and Reb Shila Amar, Shuhu Asui Kebinyan, he was made like a building, like solid. And finally, Reb Yochanan, and Reb Yochanan Amar, Bar Meapapi, he came from 100 daddies and one nanny. Okay, what was it, a pappy and what's a nanny? Uh, pappy, uh, Rashi says, is a um, patron or one of the many men who was with his mother that night. And a nanny is one is actually his father in Persian. Uh, I don't know if that's what Rashi says. A nanny is uh, father. Okay. Um, seems like he had a very... Uh, interesting uh, past over there that his mother had when she conceived him. The Pasuk says, Goliath Shmoy Mi Gas. Goliath was his name from Gas. That's uh, Perak Yud Zion, Pasuk Chaf Gimel in uh, Shmuel Aleph. Tanya of Yosef. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of drushes here that are, uh, let's just say, not so positive for his uh, mother's uh, sexual escapades with uh, men when, by the way, his mother's quite a famous person. We'll see who she was. Everybody, all the men threshed or pressed down his mother like a, uh, like a wine press. That's the mi gas. Uh, there's a, uh, another pasuk that says, uh, uh, however we read it, it's pasuk, uh, parakid zayin pasuk chaf gimel again. We read it as ma'arachais. So what, what's the word me'arais? It's similar, Tanya of Yosef, where Yosef teaches, shakol he'eru be'imai. All the men had a, an initial, let's um, call it sexual penetration with his mother. Uh, Ksiv, the Pasuk, uh, refers to her. Who is this? That's right. It's uh, Harpa, but Uksiv, and it's also, re- she's referred to as Arpa. So uh, which one is it? So we know that uh, there was Nomi who came. She had the two daughters-in-law, uh, Rus and uh, Arpa. And um, uh, Rus uh, stayed with Nomi and Arpa um, went the wrong way. And uh, sometimes it refers to that was Harpa and sometimes it's Arpa. Ravu Shmuel, what was her real name? What was the description of what she did? So Chada, underline the word Chada Amar. Her real name was Harpa, Velamanikrashma. Why then is she referred to also as Arpa? Well, Shakal Orfin Oisama All the men used to, Oiref is like back of neck. They would kind of like slam her from behind in a, uh, let's just say, a sexual way. Vichad, um, almost in an animalistic way. Vichad, I underline the word Chada Amar. Arpa Shma, no, her, her actual name was Arpa, Shma. why then does the Pasuk refer to as Harpa? Well, again, a description of uh, the same thing, Shakal Dashin Oisa Ke Harifais. All the, uh, the men would crush her uh, like the smashed grains in a threshing floor. Kama uh, Connector, we have a Pasuk similarly, like 
that brings this uh, the etymology or the understanding of this word out. Uh, it's an A pasuk and a B pasuk. It says over here, Vatika Chaisha, and the woman took and she spread out the the material of the curtain on the uh, well and she spread out the harifais. And we see harifais is something that refers to like uh, grains that had already been crushed or smashed. V uh, by same alternatively, from this pasuk it says im es If you crush the the foolish one uh, with a crusher or a mortar, harifais amongst the uh, the crushed uh, things with the uh, pestle. Period. Vesarbasela yuldule harpa big gas. Apparently, uh, harpa that would be um, uh, Goliath's mother. She had four uh, sons. Vayiplu biadovid ubiadavadov, and they all fell uh, to David and his servants. My nihu, uh, who are those four sons? Well, Amar of Chista. Number one, Saf. Number two, Madu. Number three, Gullius. And number four, Yishbi Benov. Those were the four. Why? Like what What preceded this historically that caused them all to fall to David and his servants? Well, back in Rus, when Naomi is coming back to uh, the land of Israel and she's traveling with Ruth and Arpa, Vatishak Arpa Lechamaisa, Arpa gave her uh, mother-in-law a kiss and said, bye-bye, however, Ruth uh, clung to her. Uh, so it was almost like a mida connected mida that Hashem said that in the future, let the ones who gave the mother-in-law a kiss uh, fall to the uh, offspring of the one who clung to Naomi and uh, the Jewish people. Darash Rava, Bishar Arba Dimais, the uh, merit of the four tears, Shairida Arpa Al Khamaisa, that Arpa uh cried uh when she was together with her mother in law Nomi, Zaksavyatsami Mena, she merited to have these uh, uh children, Arba Giburim, four very mighty men. Uh the Pasuk says uh, once that uh not this Pasuk, but it says that she cried. A uh, person has two eyes, so if she cried once, there were tears from one eye and the other eye. And then again, it says, Vatisena Kailan, they lift up their voices, Vatifkena Oid, another time. Uh, so there were two crying sessions, each one with two eyes, two times two is four. Those are the four tears, period. Ksiv, it says um, by the David and Goliath story, it calls the shaft of his spear, Chaitz Chanisai. That's the way the word is written. However, it's read, Vikarinan. Eitz chanisai, the, the wood of his spear. So which one is it? Well, why the Kree and the Ksiv? Because the chaitz is like the word chatsi. We, we haven't even really given half of the praise of what an unbelievable physical specimen this uh, Goliath was. Mikan, uh, and you would see from here, that it's really forbidden to go on and on about the... Uh, uh, Mylas, the uh, tremendous abilities of the Rishaim. Reason being, because uh, Rishaim have chosen the wrong path, and to sing their praise is uh, improper. Velo asks the Gemara then, Liftach Beklal. Well, if you're not supposed to talk about how great the Rishaim potentially are, or their great abilities, um, 
why not just not mention it at all? Well, maybe that would be the case. Over here, it's more in the context of by knowing at least partially how unbelievably physically able Goliath was, it's a huge praise to David Amelech that he was able to be victorious over him. Period. The Mishnah continued and mentioned the B'nai Abod. They came to fight the Jewish people. He was uh, a warrior, a uh, army leader. Uh, on the one hand, in one place, Ksiv Shovach in Sefer uh, Shmuel, he's called Shovach, and Uksiv uh, in Divrayamim, when we have the parallel story there, he's called Shofach. So uh, which one's his name and which one is the description of him? So Ravu Shmuel, I circled the name. Chad, I double underline this, Chad Amar, Shofach Shmuel, that was his real name. Well, then why elsewhere? Shoivach, which uh, roughly translated is like a bird coop, which is often very tall. Uh, yep, that's why he was called a shovach. shayvach. He was uh, very tall. He was also full of bird doo-doo. But uh, that's, I don't think that's the point of the drasha. It's that it was very tall like a shovach. V'chad, I double under the word chad. Chad amar shayvach shmai. That was his name. Why then does another place, the pas referred to him as shofach? Because basically, if you would come up against him when you saw him, shakola raya isai, Nishvach Lefanov Kikitin would literally like his 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 insights, his kishkas, his his desire to fight would spill out, pour out like a like a flask of liquid. Okay, it was a terrifying figure. Period. There's a pasuk uh, in Yirmiyahu, which we're going to darshan in a similar way because it's Rav and Shmuel darshaning it. Ashpasoi kekever pasuach kulam giburim. That's talking about the army of Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, in a similar way, um, what was the Ashpasai? An Ashpasai is a, a quiver. It's the thing that holds the, nowadays we'd have like holding the bullets, and it, it held the arrows for the, uh, for the bows to be shooting. It was like a open grave. They were almighty. So Rav Shmuel, we circled, Ramilad, those who say it was actually Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Asi, I underline them, colon, Chad, I double underline the word Chad, one of the two of them says, Bishash uh, and Chaitz, when the um, army uh, arrow shooters in Vuchanetz would shoot an arrow, uh, they were very uh, skilled. They would make heaps and heaps of dead enemy soldiers. Now, Shema Taimer, maybe you'll say um, that the reason was that Sheumanin uh, Bekrav, that they were uh, they were like excellent uh, arrow shooters, but they weren't very mighty and strong themselves. Oh no, Tamalayma the Pasa concludes Kulam Giburim, they were all mighty men. So they were tremendously strong and mighty, and they also had fantastic uh, ability to shoot arrows. That's one shot. V'chad, I double underline this word, chad amar, b'shash in sarcheyen, when the army soldiers of uh, Nebuchadnezzar would uh, relieve themselves, oisin ashpasas ashpasas shelzever, they would make mounds and mounds of uh, human excrement, uh, because they ate an enormous amount, and uh, that's a sign of uh, very... Uh, person who eats a lot. Veshema Taimar, maybe you'll say, well, maybe the reason there was so much uh, zevel there was um, they had like uh, intestinal ailments. No, no, Tamalaymar, that was not the reason. Like the Pasuk itself says, quote, two words, Kulam Giburim, end quote. They were all mighty men. Kama, Amarav Murray, Shmamina, uh, we could conclude from this discussion we just had 
that Haiman de Nafish Zivle in general, when you have just a regular person and he has an enormous amount of uh, excrement coming out, Chayle Me'ayim, who it's uh, most likely a sign of an uh, intestinal uh, illness or ailment. That's a wonderful piece of information. Ask the Gemara, though, Lamainaf Gamina. Why do we have to know that? Oh, it actually is a very important piece of information. To know when to call the doctor, basically. Litrach benashe, to take care of yourself and to uh, go find a doctor to uh, see to that issue. Period. The Pasuk in Mishle says, Danka Blevish Yishchena. So if there's a worry in the heart of man, Yishchena would be let him like uh, quash it or stop it. Okay, basically, don't worry. Well, Rabami Varavasi, I know the name. Chadai, double under the word Chadamar. What's the word Yishchena? How do we understand it? Well, one of them says Yishchena Midaita, like from the word Hesechadas, basically, don't worry. That's like the song says, right? Don't worry, be happy. So if you have worries, don't worry. Especially if we know we have Rabbanu Shlilam on our side. You do what you can and then you march on. V'chad, I double underline the other word, chad, v'chad amar, that the drasha of the word yashchena should be yesichena le'achairim. Talk about it to others. Okay, basically, if you have worries, it helps sometimes to take the heaviness of the moment uh, off of your mind to uh, speak about it with a good friend. The Mishnah said, v'atem i'atem kena. We put a corresponding arrow in over here which would really point back to that last line of the mission where we had the arrow, the uh, finale of what the Koh uh, Meshul says to the soldiers when they're about to go out to war is that Hashem Elokeichem holeich, he's going imachem to fight with y'all. Now, the whole Kachlama, uh, why is he saying that Hashem is going out with you? Why not just say Hashem is with you? What does it mean he's going out with you? Well, because he actually on some level went out, so to speak, in a way that usually didn't, along with the soldiers, that the holy, ineffable name of the Lord, as well as all of the secondary names, were placed in the holy ark, which would go out with the Jewish people at certain times for battle. Similarly, the Pasuk says, uh, when the Jewish people went out to battle at the end of their time in the Midbar, but Midbar Lamed Aleph Pasuk Vav says, "Vayishtach Oisam Moshe Elef Lamata Thousand from each tribe. Let's Sava the army Oisam Ves Pinchas etc." So let's see who all those other descriptions are. Oisam, which I underline them. Who was that? Elu the Sanhedrin. I underline the word Pinchas when the Pasuk says the term Pinchas. Why was Pinchas there? Why do we care? Why is the Pasuk telling this? Because he was the Mashuach Milchama. I underline two words: Veklei Hakodesh. Oh, what are the holy vessels? Actually, the holy ark, which I don't think we usually take it out for just about anything else or anything else, would go out to war with the Jewish people. And finally, the Chatzayis Hatrua, I don't know Chatzayis Hatrua, these were the trumpets of the shofars that went out to battle with the Jewish people. Period. Tana, you have a brysa, goes about two and a half lines, starts here. When Moshe sent them all out to battle, the only name that we have is Pinchas. Pinchas went with them. Not for naught did he go out to battle with him to fight the, what was it there? The Midjanim? Loy Lechinam. Halach Pinchas the Milchama. Ella? Uh, one of the reasons he went was Liparadin to uh, exact retribution. Avi uh, for his mother's father and his grandfather, Shanemar, 
like the Pasuk says, back in Bracious, apparently his great-great-great-grandfather was uh, Yosef, uh, the Pasuk says, It was the Midianites who had sold Yosef to Egypt, and now, uh, years later, there's this battle between the Jews and the Midianites. That's the end of the Brisa. Okay, sounds like uh, Pinchas came from Yosef. Really? Remember the Pinchas Yosef Asi? He's descended from Yosef? Question mark But we know where he came from. Pasuk says Ve'elazar ben Aron lakach loymi benois putiel lo leisha that Elazar took um, uh, the, from the daughters of Putiel as a wife, and we know Pinchas is the son of Elazar. Who's this Putiel? Connector, my love to Asimi Yisroi. Uh, the word Putiel is not referring to Jethro. Why would Jethro or Yisroi, Moshe's father-in-law, be called Putiel? He used to fatten up the cows to offer to the various idols. Um, sounds like uh, his lineage is from uh, Aaron Akain on one side and uh, Yisroi, the convert, on the other. So we answer, no, the term Mibinos Putiel. Putiel isn't referring to Yisroi, rather, lo, Kama mi Yosef. It is actually referring to Yosef, and that's good for us. Why would Yosef be called um, Putiel? Because he was Pitpate the Yitzray. Russia Zilzel the Kavash, he scorned, he belittled, he actually conquered his Yitzhara. That's why he's called Putiel. Okay, but one second. We know, like everyone knows the story, that when the uh, Pinchas got up and had that uh, Misa with. Uh, uh, where he took, I guess, the law into his own hands after consulting with Moshe and killed uh, uh, Zimri. The Haloi Shvatim Evazanaisite. Didn't the other uh, tribes used to embarrass uh, Pinchas by saying, Reusam ben Puti, you've seen this uh, son of a Puti, ben she pitem avi imoy algalum avaniskachavim? A uh, young man who his granddaddy used to fatten up the cows for the Avodazaras. Yarek Nasim Yisrael, he's going to kill. He killed a one of the leaders, the Nasim of the Jewish people. Okay, so it sounds like pretty clear that his grandfather was uh, Yisrael. Ella, and we have either two Pshatim, number one. <laughs> Both are true. It's on the maternity side. It's his maternal... Uh, Grandfather on one side and grandfather on the other side. Allah e avuadime. If his mother's father came from Yosef, ime deime. His mother's mother came from Yisrael. Alternatively, number two, ve ime deime. If his mother's mother's from Yosef, then avuadime. His mother's father is from Yisrael. Dekanami. Precise reading of the pasuk will actually bring out this point, and we'll conclude our shear for this session. Dixi mi benois puti I double underline the yud. Trey mashme could have said just benos. Put el. What's the little yud? Yud often indicates plural. Tremash mashmami. Now that both are true. Uh, it came from Yosef, who was pit peit beYitzray, and he came from Yisray, who was mefatem the calves to be offered to the Avodazara in his uh, previous uh, life. Adkan.